good, all that is sacred, and in the warm and loving energy of this community, Spiritual Life Center. If you're joining us for the first time, we especially want to welcome you because we know that you are not here by accident. You're here by divine appointment. Thank you for joining us on your unique path today, and we hope you enjoy this special message from this past Sunday's service. Thank you, Carol Manston and Louis Shiflett. For, thanks for coming back and being back. Soul Life Connection and just remind us, let us be a nation of reconciliation and peace. And I would say joy and love and all that's good and perfect and just a bright day. That's why we have orange today. I had to wear some orange just to brighten up my mood. So, you know, I'm feeling better now. Feeling finally by orange. And you all this morning. Well, there was a, a young man, his name was Alex. And Alex was a very talented painter. He had his own art studio. But he was at a point in his life that he felt that he had lost his creative spark. At least he thought that was the case. Because he said he would stand in front of a blank canvas. He would feel uninspired. He would feel defeated. And he was talking to himself and saying things like, you know, I can't seem to create anything anymore. You know, I don't know what's wrong with my life. There's nothing meaningful that's happening for me. And he said he was going through a downward spiral and he was doing so emotionally and spiritually as well as psychologically. And one day his, his mentor came in to his studio to just to visit him and see what was happening in his life. And he was noticing and seeing that he was struggling. He sensed his frustration. He sensed his being stuck. And he said to him, kind of like in a guru-like fashion, he said, you know, Alex, artistry is a reflection of the soul. And the canvas is simply a mirror of your own potential. And if you want to turn your life around, you have to start by just picking up the brush and allowing your thoughts to flow onto the canvas. And Alex, he wasn't really hearing it at the moment. He wasn't going for it. He said, you know, I have painter's block. I'm stuck. And the mentor said to him, uh, do you think when a plumber comes to your house and says, I can't fix your sink because I have plumber's block. Do you think that's a real thing? That was just a belief. You know, the belief that, you know, the plumber didn't have plumber's block. It's just because who he was and what he did was being a plumber. You know, I think in order to have a, a power transformation that a blank canvas can be turned into a unique vision for our life is what you need to do for your life. And so 
Alex took those words to heart, and to make a long story short, he wanted the great, magnificent pieces of art and attracted people from miles around, and he stood before his completed work and surrounded by many admirers. And he realized that his true beauty of his art was not just in finishing the painting, but in the journey he undertook to create it. He discovered that by altering his thoughts and embracing his own creative power, his life could be transformed and turned to a life of authenticity and purpose for him. And I think his experience is a testament to the potential that lies within all of us. And just like the painter and his canvas, we have the ability to transform our lives brush stroke by brush stroke and create a masterpiece that reflects our true selves. In other words, we have the power to turn our lives around, and that power is within us waiting to be unleashed at each and every moment of our life. So if any stage in life that we're feeling that we're unhappy with the direction that it's going, direction that it's moving to, we need to know that it can be turned around. And the first thing we must understand that in order to turn around our life, we have to remember this first and foremost. It's our life. Our life. And our life first and foremost starts with our thoughts. And so we can change our life by first altering our thoughts. Like I said, sometimes this is easier said than done. You know, I often wake up in the morning and, you know, I tell myself, you know, before I start my day, I tell myself, man, I'm going to start my day and I'm going to keep nothing but positive thoughts and positive words. I'm not going to judge anybody. And as soon as I walk out the door, I start thinking negative and start judging the people that I see. Uh, and I said, my God, I can't do this. But the key is to realize that our thoughts influence our actions and that we can take an idea of what our life is going to be by simply previewing our thinking. I always say, if you want to see what your life is going to start looking like tomorrow or the next day or the next week, what are we thinking right now? Because along the way, and secondly, and related to this idea, is to remember that life is consciousness. If I were to sum up the full idea of what this philosophy is of new thought and unity, is that life is consciousness. And we may ask, what is that? Well, let me tell you, it's just simply the sum total of our beliefs and that is energized by our feelings. Fortunately, not every thought that we have matters. At least in my life, I'm glad that they all don't matter. <laughs> because you know, sometimes I wonder, man, I'm glad that I'm not like in a huge arena of a thousand people and they can read every thought that I have. That would not be a good thing. But the thoughts that are backed up by our feelings, they do matter. The thoughts and the feelings we constantly reinforce create our consciousness. So where you and I stand today, wherever we are today, is due to the accumulation of our own awareness, our own consciousness over time. And the only way to stand somewhere else other than where we are right now, is to change, transform our awareness, transform our consciousness. And if we want to go up higher, and we can definitely do that, as I like to say, no matter where we are, no matter what we've done, we've done there's something within us that's tangled to us in a feeling, if not in words, there's always more in you. 
Because there's no limit to how high we can elevate our life and our world. We have to renew our minds first and foremost, however. We have to begin by rethinking. And so we hear that statement, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind and find out what that means. You know, Alice had to rethink the belief that painter's block, like plumber's block, was a thing. It wasn't. It was something that somebody made up and became part of his consciousness. And certain states of consciousness end up creating limitations in our lives. And when they are recycled, they create sometimes a negative momentum that gets deeper and deeper and deeper. There's a statement attributed to the master teacher, Jesus the Christ, and he said, In the world you shall see tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Well, meaning, I believe it means getting into a higher level of awareness, a higher level of consciousness to experience freedom from any limitations we are going through and rise above what we may be unhappy about at any given moment. Remember years ago I was... Uh, Counseling, praying with a young woman who had been released from her, her job or employment. And she thought and she believed and she felt demoralized. And after thinking it through, she realized to turn her experience around, she had to get out of the belief that, oh, I'm demoralized or woe is me consciousness and get into uh, I am inspired consciousness. I come from an inspired place. She had to get to the possibility that my consciousness can rise to something higher and begin to feel it first and foremost. So when we hear the words, oh, I've overcome the world, it simply means to get into a higher level of awareness, a higher level of vibration. As I said, life is consciousness. It is the outpicturing of our deeply held beliefs and our authentic feelings. So to turn our life around or any situation around, we must get the thought, we must get the feeling that we are seeking to get, it already comes through us. It doesn't come to us. So that young person who was released from her position, she realized that she had to have that awareness, that consciousness, that feeling that was already, she was already there where she wanted to be. And I think for ourselves, if we're not satisfied with the direction of any part of our life, or unhappy with any experiences that continuously show up, we can change by changing and getting a new attitude and feeling and take on the attitude and feeling as if we are already experiencing where we want to be. We do it right now. You know, the human ego may say, oh, I don't believe it's possible. I feel unworthy. I feel defeated. But our thoughts and feelings are not beyond the control of our willpower. We are not our thoughts. We are not our feelings. We have them. And there's a part of us that has those thoughts and feelings, but they can be reversed. So I think to rethink and turn life around, there's a simple, powerful tool that is always at our disposal, no matter where we are, no matter what we are doing. And that tool is questions. I think if we ask bigger, more expansive, richer questions of ourselves, life begins to change simply by asking the question. 
when I was at a crossroads in my life feeling stuck, and I've had several of those. But many years ago, I went to a very wise and experienced uh, man for, for some guidance. And he ended up serving as an informal mentor for me over time. And as I was telling him my story over and over again about where I was and how life was messed up and, you know, what was wrong with the world, what was wrong with me, he asked me this question. He asked, who are you uninterrupted? And I told him, I, I didn't quite understand what you, what, what do you mean by that? What, what does that question mean? And he went on to further elaborate. He said, what if nothing stood in the way of your life from achieving what you want? What would your life look like? And I had to contemplate that. It kind of stopped me in my tracks because I hadn't really consciously thought about what was interrupting me. Well, I hadn't thought about those things that were stopping me from going to a new level in my life. And that, mark, that moment marked the beginning of a transformative journey, and my life began to turn around. It was turned around by, you know, by asking the right questions that would pull me to another way of seeing the world and myself. I believe by asking the right questions, we can gain clarity. We can challenge our assumptions. We can discover new possibilities by genuine repentance and rethinking. There's a lot of questions we could ask ourselves, but there's a couple of this come to mind for this talk. And the first one, what is truly important to me? What's important to me and my soul? Oftentimes we get caught up in the busyness of life and what other people say and think, what comes through the television set, and we lose sight of our own priorities. I think by asking ourselves what is generally important, we can help identify our core values that come from deep within us, our core aspirations. And I think this question forces us to reflect on things that bring us joy, that bring us fulfillment, that bring us a sense of purpose. Because when we're in alignment with our purpose, when in alignment with those spiritual values of who and what we are, we start to create a life that is authentic and meaningful. And when we're captured by our purpose, we rise above the seeming problems that we're going through. Because what I realize is that the challenges that we have, we most of the time have attracted in our life, you know, on some level or another, maybe not consciously. And I realized that the Spirit of God, this all-knowing presence, this all-powerful presence, it don't know nothing about our problems. <laughs> we do. And we, sometimes we go over and over and over again, but if we begin to think differently, we can have those problems return to the nothingness from which they have come never to exist again. But there's another question I think we can ask. What am I afraid of? What is it costing me? Now, healthy fear is okay. You know, you know I think for human humanity, it was an important part of our survival. Because if you ever run into a person that has absolutely no fear of anything at all, they're probably on the verge of being a psychopath. <laughs> and that, or they won't ver survive very long in the world. But some fear, which is a very a powerful emotion, can often hold us back from pursuing our dreams and reaching our full potential. By acknowledging and understanding our fears, we can confront them head on and break free from their grip. 
You know, somebody told me when we have these things that we face that are fearful for us, you know, I don't know about you, but I have those things come up from time to time. He said, you got to face it to erase it. So you got to face it to erase it. So I think this question encouraged self-reflection and self-awareness, enabling us to identify the limiting beliefs and behaviors that are hindering our progress. I think when we ask such questions as these, it helps us rethink. And this rethinking leads us to act differently and to create different experiences for us. I always say if we don't think differently, we end up staying the same. I always say if we're staying the same and the, the world, the universe is always advancing, always expanding, always growing, if we're staying the same, we're actually going backwards. And sometimes we may feel that we're on this hamster wheel of life, never turning our life or circumstances around at all. You know, there's a, a young man, his name is Miguel, I knew years ago. He, he, you know, he had a, you know, he had a good paying job, you know, I think he was in accounting or management. But he always had this dream of publishing a, a novel in Spanish and with South American folks that he knew. But he constantly doubted his abilities. He feared rejection. He feared failure. And that fear of failure had become a significant barrier in pursuing his passion. And recognizing this fear was preventing him from fulfilling his life, he decided that he had to face it. So he sought feedback from trusted friends and from his mentors. He began to hone his writing skills and take classes and workshops and, you know, hang around folks who were doing writing. And ultimately, he published his own book that did really well in South America. But he confronted his fear to achieve his lifelong dream, but he also boosted his confidence. And it opened doors to new opportunities. I've come to realize that asking the right questions can be a catalyst for transformation in our life because it requires us to be introspective and honest with ourselves and a willingness to challenge our current beliefs and our assumptions. And when we do so, we open up ourselves to new perspectives, new possibilities, new ways to grow. I think it is never too late to turn life around. It's never too late to break patterns or negativity that keep us from moving forward because this negativity shows up over and over again. And those patterns may be beliefs. They may be feelings like, oh, I'm too old or I'm too young to do that. Or I believe I'm always destined to have a life that's just out of whack. Or I'm destined to be lonely or always in financial straits. What we have to do, we have to rethink and infuse our thoughts with feelings and then follow that with a higher way of thinking and feeling and living. You know, we can wake up from self-limiting negative momentum thoughts and wake up to self-releasing upward-moving thoughts and feelings. And when we do, we'll experience an endless flow of good. And I think to get there, we must embody the true meaning of repent to have a reversal of our minds so that we can elevate our consciousness and break free from limited conditions. So we can ask, what empowering new thoughts and beliefs am I programming my mind with? 
So sometimes we can just ask ourselves some simple questions. I'm just going to ask you to, to affirm them with me and speak with me together. You can just say, why am I so magnificent? Why am I so healthy? Why am I so amazing? Why does all things work together for my good? Why am I so good looking? <laughs> you know, we start asking those questions, something in ourselves begin to dance. You know, it applies to turning our, our lives around, not only individually, but also we can ask, what can we do to turn our world around? You know, we heard the song, you know, Reconciliation, you know, we want peace. I think we want peace and we want love in all the land. Just to, the, the quote, uh, Pharaoh Saunders, he said, happiness in all the land, peace and love in all the land. You know, there's a song or something to that effect. The creator has a master plan. Peace and love in all the land. But we don't want to limit it to going to a single peace event. Because, you know, we can't claim that we want peace when we're using maybe violent language toward other people or ourselves, most important. We can't stand for peace when we're emanating unpeaceful energy or language. You know, when some people say they're going to a place of peace and joy and wisdom, but they're trampling on flowers on their way to get there. Or when they get in their car, somebody crosses them and they give them your number one salute. We can't emanate that kind of energy and say we want to have peace in our life in the world. We must demonstrate what we want to see in our world. When we see anything in the external world that does not reflect the highest and best of who we are, rather than judge it or judge another person, we look and see, is there an aspect of myself that I may need to turn around first and foremost? And if enough people do that, Oh, a greater consciousness will emerge. You know, we can look at the world and see evidence of separation and not living out our oneness with one another and oneness with the Spirit of God. We see war. We see violence. We see political polarization. We see bigotry. All of these things are messages that there's an opportunity to turn around a low vibration, that sense of separation, to that high vibration that realizes our oneness with the qualities of spirit. It starts with one person at a time asking, what would be the highest expression of myself I want to see in the world? And we ask this thing first thing in the morning. As we start our day, and not walking out the door until we are that person. So when we see adversity in our life, the question we want to ask, how can I turn that around? We may have to go counterculture, go against what the norm is. When everyone else is in a consciousness of lack and limitation and not enoughness, this is a time to come from a consciousness of absolute abundance and be a giver. When everyone else is in fear, that is the time to exercise our faith muscle. When people are in their bag of hatred and bigotry, they're otherizing other people, this is the time to show compassion. When the world believes that for me to win, you have to lose, and I therefore must destroy my so-called competitor, that is the time to practice the law of being that we want to see because we will attract that in our life with ease and grace. 
Now, this is maybe counterculture. This is not sometimes what we're taught. Sometimes when we go out into the world, we're taught to kick butt, take names, make somebody else pay for what they have done. But as more and more people do what we can to turn the right world around through being counterculture, something happens. It happens because our world is nothing more than a reflection of our group soul, our group consciousness. As that statement goes, as within, so without. And as we change, not only we turn our life around, not only we turn our circumstances around, but we begin to uplift the entire world because we are this world. Peace and blessings to you. We are grateful for the opportunity to share with you today and hope you've taken something from this Sunday's message. If you'd like to hear more from Spiritual Life Center, be sure to click subscribe on the podcast platform you're listening from. You can find out more about our community on our website at www.slcworld.org. We look forward to being a part of your continued spiritual journey. Wherever you are, God is, and all is well. Spiritual Life Center Oh